This is my story. Hey everyone, it's TJ here. And in March of 2022, I set out to accomplish an absolutely massive task. That was to determine the best mainline Final Fantasy game in the entire franchise. Joining me to accomplish this goal was my good friend and the show's audio producer, Richard, aka Metatron, as well as the hosts of the High Wind Herald podcast, Wolfkins and Soloists. This came just ahead of the release of Stranger of Paradise. Now a little over a year later, the much anticipated Final Fantasy 16 is just around the corner. This is a game that is sure to create waves as the 16th mainline entry in this legendary series. So in honor of our upcoming journey through Final Fantasy 16, please enjoy a look back at our conversation and debates to determine the best Final Fantasy game in the mainline series in this special four-part Waiting in the Sky Rewind. Alright, so we are back now and we are going to jump into this March Madness tournament of the main series Final Fantasy games plus 7 Remake because 16 is not out yet, sadly. Um, so here's how we're, we're going to tackle this. We, since there's 16 games and there are four of us, we've each agreed to champion, quote unquote, uh, four titles. And so what this championship responsibility entails is rather than coming out and fully just debating one-sided all of the great things about your game, we do want to be fair and honest about them and, and be able to present a good picture, an accurate picture of what the game is as a whole, uh, you know, warts and all. So we are going to kind of present this game and it's sort of like a for your consideration Here's this game. Here's what's great about it. Here are the one or two flaws. And both sides are going to make their case. We will have a rotating judge that is ultimately going to be the decision maker based on, uh, you know, the, pre the presentations that are made. And we'll kind of progress through this uh, on a single elimination tournament basis. Um, so, guys, I, I was thinking about the best way to seed this tournament. And I ultimately settled on seeding them according to their Metacritic scores. Um, so Metacritic, it, it compiles various scores for the games. And so it seemed like a fair way to do it. Um, so the first seed is going to match up against the 16 seed and so on and so forth. Um, and without further ado, we might as well just jump into the first matchup. Um, so guys, we have Final Fantasy IX, which is being championed by... Say your name. <laughs> oh, sorry, solo. It's me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't have it in front of me, or I would have. I would have said it. Richard's gonna cut that and make me not look dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't and, you? I think it was Soloist looking dumb there. <laughs> and Final Fantasy two, which is going to be championed by also Soloist. <laughs> you got a, you got a, a match up against yourself in this round too. <laughs> That's right. All Nine right, so. Two. Soloist is going to um, crank out a, a presentation for both of these titles. Since the, the three of us are an odd number, I think that the Richard Wolfkins and I can uh, all vote on uh, which of the two is going to advance. Does that seem like a fair compromise, guys? Yeah, I think we got this. 
Awesome. Solus, why don't you uh, take it away? Okay, I'll start with Final Fantasy 2. Um, Final Fantasy 2 is a very, very innovative game for the time it came out. And what was it? 1988 or 9, one of those two. Really, I mean, it's super old. It has systems that are on par with games of today, like Skyrim and even Soulsborne games, where you level up your individual stats, you level up your individual weapon skills, and obviously systems that work really well. The problem with Final Fantasy II is a slight case of innovative ideas, poorly executed, and they were probably about 20 or 30 years ahead of their time with this game. Um... Final Fantasy 2 honestly deserves a remake in the vein of Final Fantasy 7 so that these modern systems can flourish and that world can be expanded because the story is honestly pretty good. It's not anything worth like talking about or anything like revolutionary, but for the time it was released, it definitely was. And it has, hasn't aged great, but has aged well enough to at least look at if you've never played it before. And the game super duper duper suffers from an awful encounter rate in the later half of the game and monotonous gameplay where it's way too easy to get overpowered and pretty much renders the rest of the game just a walking simulator getting from point a to point b just doing the thing you have to do because challenge is gone the final boss presents some kind of challenge but even then you get a weapon i think called the blood sword which deals 1 16th of the health every time it slashes so every enemy in the game will only take 16 hit um damage or it only takes 16 hits so final fantasy 2 has great ideas but released a little early for those ideas and suffers from that every re-release of the game does a better job at making those ideas a little better like the systems work better but it doesn't change the fact that the game around the systems doesn't cater to those systems well enough so final fantasy 2 is in the bottom half of my list but it's definitely not a bad game Final Fantasy IX is my favorite game of all time. Um, every game counted, bar none. It is the game that I love the most. Uh, it is. It was released at the later half of the Final uh, the PlayStation One era and released in two thousand, only one year before Final Fantasy X, and was kind of a harken back to the feel of the older Final Fantasy games of one through six, and captures that magic perfectly, and has a lovable cast of characters that I love with all my heart the game suffers a little bit <laughs> okay no the game's low points are you need help with this one Solos? the low no, points no you, you be quiet you keep okay. your mouth shut i'm presenting <laughs> no, don't you start this um fine. the low points of the game is of course random battles have not I, I think random battles and games have not aged well which isn't a point that i'm making but the point i'm making is when you get in those random battles the panning around the battle area every time is kind of cool at first to see like the area you're fighting in but when you're in the same area for an hour and you've seen that 15 times it gets a little old it starts to feel like you're in the little intro of the battle more than you're actually in the battle and um, there's a part on the third disc where you have to play a mini game that's insufferable. But honestly, I hate to sound <laughs> impartial, but I'm, I'm having a out. <laughs> I hate to sound impartial, but I'm having a hard time coming up with negative things. Uh, the game kind of has an out of nowhere, and by kind of, I know you're going to inject, so I'm just going to say what you're going to say. The game has an out of nowhere random final boss. Um, <laughs> but so just don't even comment. Don't even comment. What am I even here but, for? <laughs> but. In my opinion, a humble of uh, subject. This is subjective. This game has the best cast of characters, the best story in gaming, the best music. Actually, it doesn't have the best music, but it's got the best music in Final Fantasy for sure. But I adore this game. Um, 
I can hardly say anything bad about it, but it, it's it is a PlayStation One era Final Fantasy game, an RPG. And if you're used to modern RPGs that you play nowadays, you know, like you think about just a few years ago with Persona Five, a turn-based RPG that's designed to get you in a battles and out. Like everything is snappy and quick. Every game you play from like the PlayStation One back is going to have aged poorly in that regard because they're just slower. And that's just how it is. That's how games were then. So. For people who love Final Fantasy, this is a must, but, you know, it suffers from the same thing all of these games, most of these games are going to suffer from, and that's aging compared to modern games. And I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, good job covering both of them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, from from your arguments, because I, I haven't played either of them, to be honest, and I'm only vaguely familiar with Nine. Uh, I know pretty much next to nothing about two, but I, I, I think you definitely made the stronger case for nine. And so that's what I would vote for. Yeah, I think so. And it's just and a little more about nine is the cast of characters is a little more light hearted and friendly than most of the series. And that's not something that speaks to everybody. But as somebody who loves the lightheartedness thing, nature of things like things that have a lighthearted presence but when you start unveiling it and getting in you start to see how deep and actually emotional and dark it can be sometimes that's the kind of stuff that i love more than anything and nine does it perfectly awesome uh wolfkins what what do you got where are you landing on this one? Oh right. god here's the thing all right <laughs> here's the thing uh i'm not gonna get into it because soloist and i have gone back and forth on final fantasy nine so much i do not have like the highest regard for it like he does I will say, put up against Final Fantasy 2, I think this is a no-brainer. I mean, 9 is a fantastic game. It is probably one of the better games in the series, even though it's not my personal favorite. And 2, like he said, tries a lot of different things, and I respect that. And and to me, it has the best story out of the first three, of the one, you know, 1, 2, and 3. I'll agree with that. But this one, this one's got to go to Final Fantasy IX. It just did too much for the series. Uh, it capped out the PlayStation One era, and Final Fantasy II is one of those that's kind of easily skippable. Whereas Final Fantasy IX, I would say, even as someone who's not, it's not really my favorite. I think it's one of the more must plays of the series. So yeah, I'm gonna go Final Fantasy IX too. All right, so Final Fantasy IX is gonna take it. But Richard, for uh, you know, the sake of history, where do you stand? I would have to say nine. Uh, I think that uh, Wolf hit a lot of good points there. And on top of that, I think nine being the last one on the PS1, I think it brought back a lot from the previous games. Like, I don't know if this was intentional because you said you seeded based on Metacritic, but uh, the final castle that you're in in Final Fantasy nine reuses music from Final Fantasy two. Hmm. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of a weird twist of fate there. But since with Final Fantasy IX being the last one on the PS1, it was kind of a love letter to the previous few games in the form of some of those assets did get reused, but also just like character design. Like if you look at, uh, I'm blanking on the little mage dude's name, but I mean, yeah, Vivi, he's just a straight up black mage. Like, Yep, yep, absolutely. And uh, even in Kingdom Hearts 2, where I know him from. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Final Fantasy IX is going to take it. Uh, that, so, was, that was Since nine's winning anyway, can I just change mine to two just to make Solo's mad? <laughs> sure. 
You can, okay. you can do <laughs> you can't that. can't erase the past. We've already heard everything you've said. So All we right. will not have a, uh, a one over a 16 over one upset in this tournament um, because mm-hmm. that was the, the top Metacritic score and the bottom Metacritic score, um, Final Fantasy IX versus Final Fantasy II. So the next matchup is going to be Final Fantasy IV presented by... Yeah, I've got that one. Wolfkins. Wolfkins. And then, you know what? Uh, so I was going to be taking Final Fantasy VII Remake because it's one that I, I have played a little bit of. But I, uh, I played a lot of Final Fantasy III uh, in preparation for this. And so I didn't have a chance to get deeper into Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I do need to, to tag out of this because as much as I wanted to just substitute Kingdom Hearts 2 here, um, that wouldn't be fair because we would have a Kingdom Hearts champion in the end if that were the case so uh who wants to step up to the plate and take final fantasy 7 remake for me you, you want to double team it soloist i could do it if you don't want to do both of them yeah let's let's double team it. i think we both got stuff to say about 7 remake you want to start with that one <clears throat> sure thing you'll be okay i'll go ahead and start with 7 remake then. yeah since you've been talking yeah. so much anyway let's go ahead yeah i know i need to i need to get it out of my system even though i'm <laughs> going next round too oh i'm, I'm trying going to next round talk. against you oh next round's gonna be great anyway i'm trying final to fantasy talk you 7. out before you get to eight <laughs> final fantasy 7 <laughs> remake um final fantasy 7 is again i had not actually played final fantasy 7 until college um around the time they announced 7 remake and i loved it 7 is my third favorite in the series it's amazing and 7 remake i played it when it came out did not like it and didn't touch it until last February when I finally beat it and I did like it. Um, it's great. I mean, I don't know if I could say it's a better experience than the original because it's a different experience. And if you've not gotten through it yet, they're kind of setting it up to be a different experience. So it, the thing that makes it amazing is that it being a remake, it doesn't take away from the original. So like normally when you have a remake, like for instance, if you're thinking about uh, I don't know, like, I keep bringing up Dark Souls. I don't know why it's the only thing I think of. Like, a remaster, like Dark Souls remaster. You play that, there's no reason to play the PS3 version of Dark Souls anymore. But this is like, you've got Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they take it in such a different direction with gameplay, presentation, maybe story, who knows. Um, and it doesn't take away from the original. So it's recapturing yeah. the majesty and awesomeness of the original while making it its own experience. That you can still think, you know what, I want to play 7, and I want to play the full package, because 7 Remake isn't the full package, and I want a turn-based game. So you play the original 7. Um, is it better than the original 7? I have a hard time saying. I really, truly don't know. The action-packed gameplay is awesome, and the battle scenes sometimes, like the way the battles are sequenced, is almost unmatched. The final battle, and like the first major battle, where the it's not just fighting against that, uh, like, scorpion robot thing he like jumps on walls he has phases like an mmo boss stuff like that makes this game awesome um the battle the battles go on way too long for me sometimes the bosses just last just forever you, you no shut up i'm talking <laughs> we're double time <laughs> last, this one, remember for I, even, can, I can input even people no even like bosses will take upwards of 10 minutes even if you know what you're doing and that is ridiculous to i don't me. think you know what like, you're doing. that is that is insanity. You're you did no 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 no. <laughs> no I agree. No. It, some of those, especially <laughs> there's a fight against the uh, the Hell House. I think that went very long. Yeah, that took yeah. like half an hour for me. Like it's insanity. Like the bosses last way too long in that game. But that's the biggest flaw I have with it. It's yeah. it's pretty good. 
Here's an interesting thing about this matchup in particular is because we've got Final Fantasy IV up against Final Fantasy VII Remake. And in my opinion, both of those games kind of what I think is going to be ushering in a new era of Final Fantasy. Because Final Fantasy IV kind of started ushering in, you know, the more story-based, character-focused era. And I do think that Seven Remake is a picture of Final Fantasy moving forward, the type of gameplay we're going to be getting. Final Fantasy 16 already looks like it takes a lot from Seven Remake and what we've kind of seen. So I, I think that these are both going to be like turning point games. And, and I agree with everything you just said, Solus, about Seven Remake. It, it is hard to compare it to the original Seven, but what it does with the section of Seven that it took, I do think it just enriches everything from the Midgar section. So the Seven Remake only goes up through the first, what, couple hours of the original Final Fantasy 7 but with it it fleshes out Midgar to make it feel like like a whole world in and of itself and it makes it a full game and for that if they just continue doing that with the remake project in the end it may be a more fulfilling narrative than Final Fantasy 7 but that's to be determined now Final Fantasy 4 though I think really like I said kind of marks when Final Fantasy started taking itself a little more serious, I guess. Uh, this was the second Final Fantasy we would have seen here in the States because 2 didn't come over. 3 just got released in the 2D form in the Pixel Remaster. And this was originally released as Final Fantasy 2 here in America. And I think that was a good choice because comparing it to 2 and 3, 4 is just, it's just in a league of its own. The story is much more deep the characters actually have personalities. <laughs> and uh, I, I do think that it was probably the first, I call it the first real Final Fantasy, even though that might not be fair. It doesn't have a job system and things like that, but what it does do is it, it really focuses on the narrative. It really focuses on the characters. And it, it has a narrative that makes you care about the characters. Now, we've talked about this on our show there are some things in the game that are kind of disappointing, especially with the narrative. It does a lot of, spoiler, uh, fake-out deaths. It's like the, my most annoying thing about that game is it will give this character a really, a really cinematic moment, and it really pulls at your heartstrings, and they kill this character, and then they'll just show back up later, like, ha-ha, we beat death. And it, and it kind of underplays those, uh, those dramatic moments. So I, I think that was a little bit of a misstep as, from a narrative perspective. But as far as gameplay goes, I feel like it's where Final Fantasy was really finding its footing. Things get a little more balanced out, and uh, it has a rotating cast of characters, so you never actually pick your party. They just kind of come and go, and the leveling system is very straightforward. So, you know, once you start playing, you don't have all these other systems to worry about. So that's kind of a pro and a con. Because when you compare it to something like Final Fantasy 3 or Final Fantasy 5 with the job system, there's a lot more customization and flexibility. But they trade that off in Final Fantasy 4 for a more straightforward gameplay process focusing more on the narrative. Now, when you come down to look at 4 and 7 Remake, they are almost identically di like a, a polar opposite different. And I will say it's hard to compare both of them. Um, so, I, you know what? I, let's hear what you guys have to say. I'll withhold my judgment for a moment. I want well, to hear what I, you guys I'm, think. 
I'm definitely on board with with that. I, I agree. I think because they're so different, it's very hard to compare just based on the arguments that you both made. Um, I the, this is the eight and the nine seed, so they're also very closely rated um, overall in the community. So it, it, it's it's a tough decision, and uh, I think I'm going to yield this one to Richard. Well, I think what is the most important aspect to look at is which one was the biggest leap forward in the Final Fantasy series. Now, 7 Remake is good. I've seen a lot of gameplay footage of it, and I think it does look good. But in terms of an actual impact on the series, I have to give this one to 4, specifically because that was the first jump from an 8-bit console to a 16-bit console. Mm -hmm. I mean, that opening sequence of the airships flying over the landscape, that's iconic because oh, yeah. that's that's like the first time people went mode seven and they got <laughs> to like see that and, th and that became a staple like from there on out like okay guys no matter what we do in a final fantasy game we have to have a cool airship flying like r over the landscape somehow we gotta make <laughs> it look awesome N and i mean like i said well final fantasy 7 remake is good it's just that it is a remake like at least four, you're, you've got something completely original there. They they had to go and make that up. With seven remake, you're just kind of going off previous material. I mean, it's the most lucrative material for Square Enix, and that's probably why they were so incentivized that's... to want to remake it. But yeah, overall, I got to give this one to four. Yeah, I think you made some really great points there. I, I think four should take this one as well for pretty much everything you just said. Plus, it is it is a classic. Uh, and some of the, you know, the iconic looks. And there were dragoons and stuff before Final Fantasy IV, but whenever you think about it, you, you think of Kane. You know, like, he's one of the first people that pops in your head, and there's just so many iconic images from Four. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I will vote Four on this one, too. So, also, don't forget you, Spoonie Bard. Without Final Fantasy IV, <laughs> we would not have you, Spoonie Bard. Oh, we should just end here. Four wins. I mean, you can't <laughs> top you, Spoonie Bard. Well, I think we would be robbing the people of uh, the next round matchup, which is now shaping <laughs> up to be Final Fantasy IX versus Final Fantasy IV. Oh, uh, man. Matchup of, of the century. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's move forward into the next matchup here, which is going to be, let me double check the seeding here. It is uh, the four seed, Final Fantasy twelve, which uh, Soloist is going to tackle that one. And then it's matching up against the 13 seed, which is appropriately Final Fantasy 13, which is going to be my debut in this tournament. So oh, really? I want to oh, apologize right I now. Thought, I thought you were doing. Oh, <laughs> no, I just want to apologize right That's now because Soloist has an unnatural hatred for Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> so he might no, be. No, mean no, to you, no, no. No, I was I will... gonna keep that a secret. I'm glad you went ahead and blew that though. All right, go well, on. Well then we're, we're both ends of the spectrum on that one. Uh so, because I I'll just start off with with my take on Final Fantasy 13. Um, because I know it's unpopular, but I love this game. It was it was the first Final Fantasy game that I really dove deep into and I got far into. The game, I, I didn't beat it. Uh, I still have a, I have a playthrough right now that I'm further than I've ever been. So it's going to happen one day. Uh, but it was the first one because I kind of I entered with Final Fantasy X and then like I dabbled with 12 a little bit, but I fell off hard at 12. 
Um, and so when 13 came out was the first time I was really ready to uh, adapt to a Final Fantasy style game. And I know what the uh, the criticisms are. Uh, Richard, when we were recording a couple weeks ago, mentioned uh, whatever the, the corridor thing where you're just walking in a straight line for most of the game. I saw, um, I saw the JonTron video in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's exactly where that came from. Uh, and like... I get it. I get that's a valid criticism. One of the things people love about Final Fantasy is the ability to, you know, be adventurous and, and to explore and to um, really just traverse this um, fantasy setting, you know, to your heart's extent. And Final Fantasy 13 does limit that for, you know, like a half the game at least. And it, when it does open up, it feels you really feel that. And so I think it does redeem itself a little bit just for for that feeling. But I don't think it it overall cancels it out by any means. Um, you would love to have that from from day one. But where I do think Final Fantasy 13 uh, stands out is is in its um, its battle system, which is active time battle, which also has the paradigm uh, mechanic, which I am a big fan of. I, I know this is probably polarizing and so this will probably <laughs> tear me to bits in just a minute here, but I loved this because it's taking what, uh, I am now very f- much familiar with in like a job system, uh, in final fantasy three, for example, and is letting you switch through different roles uh, on a dime in mid battle. And so you are now tasked with trying to figure out what combination of roles is best at any given time. And it does make things a little tough sometimes because there's a lot of times where if you're not super leveled up, then there is really, you know, one or two strategies that are going to work for a given boss. Um, if you are obviously OP, then you can get a little further just based on, you know, sheer force, but you have to be strategic with it. And so that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed about it. I also think it's just beautiful. I mean, this game came out on, on the 360 and the PS3. Um, still looks great. I, I haven't seen the PC version. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys have an opinion on how, the, how that one looks presentation-wise. Um, I'd be surprised to hear it, it was bad. Uh, and it did, it did spawn a couple of sequels that are probably, um, you know, less regarded than even Final Fantasy 13 itself is. Um, but I, yeah, I know, I know it has its flaws, but I, I love the story. I love how grand it is. It is, um, you know, it shows the, the issues between, um, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the places, Cocoon and Pulse, uh, and kind of this wild, area which is pulse and cocoon which is this like urbanized you know steampunk final fantasy area so kind of both you know final fantasy settings kind of uh smashed together in in this game um which i think is kind of cool and just the grand stakes that are are set up from the very beginning it it adds a lot of depth to this game in my opinion And, and at the same time it is very much character based and relationship based as well, because you have snow who's trying to rescue his fiance wife. It's, it was kind of a weird relationship. They had uh, Sarah who is uh, lightning, the main character's sister. And so then they have this kind of butting heads, you know, brother, sister relationship as far as the best way to rescue Sarah. And so you get some of that, you get Saz and, and his son and that relationship you get, um, hope in his relationship with his parents, um, which really hits hard. I won't spoil that story 
Um, but then like, the, you know, the kinship that he forms with the rest of the group, Fang and Vanille's like sisterly bond as well is, uh, you know, a star of this game. Um, so I, there's, a, I totally get the reasons people don't like it, but there's a lot to really love with this one it is where I can end my argument. All right. You got a lot of work to do for you then on 12 there, Soloist. Uh, I don't have was, much to was say. Good. I don't have much to say about 12. I mean, I, I like 12. I, I think it's good. Hold on. I need to shut my door. My dogs are going insane. Okay. I don't have a whole lot to say on 12. I do like it. Um, the game suffers massively from a very overcomplicated story uh that isn't presented very well so even i beat the game and came out and didn't really understand what had happened fully but that didn't matter too much to me because 12 is one of those games that's classically like the systems are so in-depth and fun the gameplay is so fun and one of the things you said uh you mentioned exploration and 12 really does a great job with exploration because 12 is basically a single-player mmo um Oh, to that to the negative of that it gets a little in over its head giving you too much to do because in, in an mmo the whole point is giving you endless stuff to do so you're paying monthly and you're there all the time but in a single player game that's kind of the opposite like side quests in single player games are fantastic but if you're going on and on and on and on and on and you've put in like over 200 hours to a single player game like it's time to move on um 12 is very fun in that exploration side quest just it's just a fun game to play the story's not presented great um, it's one of those games that for the longest time, I always thought Vaughn was a horrible main character until I saw the argument at Final Fantasy XII's approach was that it's a game without a main character or a game with everybody being a main character. And then when you start to sit back and think about it, you really realize that each and every one of those characters has their own little arcs. Some are more important to others, maybe to certain people, but there's not one singular character that sticks out as the main character because the ending of the game has a nice little wrap up for everybody in almost an equal kind of way. So I don't know if that's a good approach or a good thing, but it's definitely interesting. And that's what 12 is to me. It's an interesting game with a story that falls a little flat in gameplay that is absolutely awesome and memorable, strategic, like crazy. And um, I wish I could say more, but I haven't played 12 in a good five years. I've been itching to replay it lately, but to like skip specifics about the gameplay, I can't do that. I do love the job system they added in the Zodiac Age and how they made it more fleshed out and easier than the original. But that's all I can really say about it right now. I wish it was more fresh in my mind. I had a, um, before we get into the decision making here, my fun story with Final Fantasy 12 was I actually went to E3 um, in 2017, which was the first year that they allowed um, like the general public to attend. And now E3 is probably dead aside from like online videos and reveals. But um, I was able to play the Zodiac Age uh, in at E3. And so that was that was a fun experience. I also played. I also played Dissidia and T. Um, that was not as much fun. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very cool concept. I love the Dissidia concept. Uh, I just wish that it was a little more accessible. Um, but that's getting away from this matchup and topic. So I, since Richard just made that last decision, uh, Wolfkins, why don't you uh, pull the trigger on this one? Which way are you going to go with? 13. This one's not even a debate for me. So 12 is my least favorite game. Let me just, I'll just preface that. But 
you know, comparing this, the systems, uh, I, I tend to agree with you about the, the paradigm system. I know that a lot of people don't like that. And, and with the active time battle and the way that system works, I felt like I was more involved with the fights. Whereas a lot of the times with 12, a lot of the gameplay happens up front because you set up your gambits, you set up everything. And then a lot of the time I'm auto battling, especially when you're just running from place to place. Um, but yeah, thir 13 takes this one for me. I'm actually one of the few people that do enjoy 13. I really like it. I think the characters are interesting and I'm a big narrative guy and not really being able to follow the narrative of 12. It, it works against it for me because things get very confusing. There's a lot of names that I can't remember. Uh, and it's all, it's very political. So I kind of get lost in the details of which countries against which country and this and that and this and that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's it does, and you know, you made some good points, Solus, about it not being necessarily a bad thing, but it does have uh, the Indiana Jones syndrome to where you could you could pluck Vaughn out of that story and nothing would really change. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'd have to give this one to thirteen. Awesome, Richard. Anything to add to this matchup? I'm actually going to abstain from this because I have never played either of these and have not seen anything other than that John video, <laughs> so I really can't have an opinion on these all right well it looks like we have our first upset of the tournament with uh final fantasy 13 the 13 seed upsetting uh the fourth seed final fantasy 12 and it is i will totally... say though i do hate final fantasy 13 right <laughs> everything you all said you love about it i hate about it i don't think the battle system is good i, I think it's not, we're done and moving on you lost the characters so are flat and terrible take the off and let's go <laughs> i didn't you were trying to move past me getting that satisfaction i just want to say i hate everything about that game I never let him have a full episode where he can just hate on 13 so he's trying to take it out of here don't let him do it all right soloist is not invited to the 13 series retrospective definitely not <laughs> probably a a good thing <laughs> so i move it on to the next matchup and i have to say you know as i was i was gathering the title art images for all of these to kind of make our interactive bracket that i'm working from right now mm -hmm. and i fell in love i i had not seen this title art but the title art for final fantasy 11 is beautiful. awesome yeah I, I i love it i love the way they've got it with this like army behind yeah. like the four characters. like you really get the feel of an mmo mm -hmm. um and the coloring with the blue fading to like a, a nice soft like aqua um looks great you're, you're looking at the logo of my high school career right there <laughs> <laughs> and i'll say also if this this matchup were um, if, if, if we were doing this tournament based on title art, then I would be fine with this as a final matchup because final fantasy 10 mm -hmm. also has beautiful title art, um, with the, and the colors in that one really set it apart. And the way yeah. it ties into the story is, is fantastic. So that's my two cents on these ones. Um, uh, actually I have a lot more to add to final fantasy 10 because I am championing that one. Uh, and Wolfkins, you, you kind of let the cat out of the bag as well. You will be taking on uh, Final Fantasy XI. Yep, I'll be taking eleven. I'm your MMO guy, I think, on this uh, on this bracket. You are, you are. Every every group needs an MMO guy, and you are our MMO guy. I'm your MMO guy. Let's do it. <laughs> so now, this um, one, I will say, I've been I filled out a bracket beforehand, and so far I've been right. So I, I called nine, four, and thirteen. I wasn't really sure how this one would go, so I, I'm interested to see what you have to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off then. Uh, this is actually the five seed Final Fantasy X and the 12 seed 
Final Fantasy XI. It's too many numbers. I'm sorry, but it, it, it gives context to the matchups. Uh, so Final Fantasy X, like I mentioned already, was my first foray into Final Fantasy. Um, and so on the PlayStation 2, I was fresh off of, you know, my Disneyed version of Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts. And I didn't even know that that Tidus, the main character, was the little kid with the stick that lived on the island in Kingdom Hearts at first. Um, but then it became very obvious what with his mislength shorts. Um, but I think Final Fantasy X, as much as it is known for memes, and I imagine Richard is going to be editing the laugh <laughs> in multiple locations. <laughs> he already mentioned that earlier, so I'm expecting it to be littered throughout at least this part. Um, I think that the, the story is actually super, super involved. Like the, the idea of this beacon of hope, Yuna as the summoner making this pilgrimage um, to basically sacrifice herself for the safety of the world, her world at least, is like is beautiful. And the fact that she is surrounded by this group of defenders looking guardians. I don't know why I said defenders. They're literally guardians um, adds to it. And the relationships, again, I I'm very much moved by the relationships in these stories. And this one is full of them, whether it's, Yuna and Titus, whether it's, you know, Waka and Titus, Waka and Yuna, Waka and Lulu, like the, the relationships are, so moving and you really buy into them. And so I think that adds that, that special layer to this game's story. The mechanics are pretty straightforward as far as like a traditional turn-based RPG. Um, I do like that you get to see who's moving next. Um, that was something that was super helpful and you can, um, you know, adjust that to adjust your attack so that you can get in again. Um, and then the skill tree that they had was, was a little confusing to me. When I first played it, I didn't understand it at all because I was like in junior high and just couldn't get it. But, you know, when I revisited it in the, the HD remasters and I've bought it on like multiple consoles now on the Switch, the PS3, PS4, played it on the PS5. Um, it's very available because it's a good game. Uh, it, it's great. It, the... Yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers, but the main villain and the resolution to it, um, though I have not finished this game, I'm aware of these things, um, is very heavy handed. But again, it's it's relying on relationships. And I, I think it's it's very meaningful. Um, so there's a lot to enjoy from this one. The settings um, are nice being like, you know, there's a heavy emphasis on islands and it is just kind of like this weird um, fantasy area. It kind of reminds me more of like a a a 3D interpretation of one of the 2D games now that I've played Final Fantasy 3 a little more. It feels like a true representation of that in like a 3D environment. Um, there's probably my biggest issue with it is just the technical limitations of the PlayStation 2. Um, I don't think that when this game released that they had quite gotten used to uh, developing for the PS2 yet. And so I don't think they had an idea of how to make this the best mechanically as it could be. I think they fine-tuned that formula by the time they release Final Fantasy 12. Um, so that's probably my biggest thing and, and that. And um, I mean, I also don't know how I forgot this, but it's the first fully voiced, um, well, not fully voiced, but but voiced uh, Final Fantasy game as well. And so, you know, you can debate the quality of, of that voice acting. 
for obvious reasons, but um, that is definitely a feather in its cap as well. So a big fan of Final Fantasy X. All right, yeah, you get you get no arguments from me on anything you just said because I, I have strongly said in the past I think Final Fantasy X is, if you're new to the series, the perfect place to start. It's the nice kind of bridge between the old and the new. And this matchup is really interesting to me too because <clears throat> we have two you know, firsts here in the series. Like you just said, X was the first one to... You stepped into the next generation on the PlayStation 2. It was the first one to use voice acting. And here we have Final Fantasy XI, which was their first, you know, entry into the MMO world. And actually, I believe this one is even, I think Final Fantasy XI is even older than World of Warcraft. So I think it came out like a year or two before. And it definitely has more of an old school MMO feel to it. But it, it definitely brings that Final Fantasy feel into the MMO genre. And from my understanding, I think it's the first uh, multi-platform game. So what I mean is that you could play the PS2, the Xbox 360 eventually, and the PC could all play together in the same world. I don't think there was another game that was doing that first, but it, if there was, I'm just not aware of it. It was definitely the first Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is this is an interesting matchup. Now, like I said, Final Fantasy XI was my game in high school. I mean, this was my first love, really. Uh, it brings in that sense of exploration that you know we talked about for Final Fantasy XII, and it just explodes it. You know, for the first time, Final Fantasy has a, such a huge open world that you could travel all around. You can meet other people. You could, and like you you hinted at with the cover art, it really brings in that sense of we are a community working together to to save the world or whatever it was. Now, when you put this up against 10 in terms of story, it, it, it's a no-brainer. It goes to 10. 10 has probably one of the best narratives in the series, and being an MMO of the old-school variety, Final Fantasy XI is a little weaker on the story. I mean, the main story, when you when you pick your character, you pick a nation, and there's three main nations. There's Windurst, Bastuk, and Sendoria. And the main story for the game basically just follows your progression through their ranks. So you get in later with some of the expansions, some more overarching story, but it just, that kind of stuff is not going to stand up to some of these other titles. But what I think Final Fantasy XI does really well is it brings that sense of exploration, that sense of wonder that you like from Final Fantasy, it combines it with one of the coolest and deepest job systems in the game because it it does have the job system, all of the jobs you're familiar with, white mage, red mage, warrior, but it also has a sub-job system, and the sub-job is always limited to half whatever your main job's level is, so you could be a level 30 black mage, level 15 white mage. And you would have all of the abilities and attributes of that level mage. So it's kind of similar to, like, if you mastered a job in Final Fantasy V, then you could take some of those back over. But instead, you get the entire toolkit from that level. And ever since they've upped it to level 99 cap, that just exploded all sorts of different combinations of characters you could make. Um, So not only do you get to create your custom character, which is limited to... Again, this was a PS2 game, so you're not going to have the deep customization of like Final Fantasy XIV. But then you could try out some very weird job combinations like Blue Mage, Sub Dragoon. And you really got the feeling that this was your character in the world. And I got to say, 
and you might even agree with this a little bit, Soloist, Final Fantasy XI's got some amazing music. Like, there, those those songs, when you first step into, like, your home nation or the, the place where you first go into an area where you, you don't know what anything is and you get murdered right away, <laughs> those are the mm-hmm. kinds of experiences that tie to those musics and just kind of live with you forever. And it, in my opinion, it is a dated MMO at this point. Uh, but just for the time it came out and the the experience that I had with it, it is by far one of my favorite Final Fantasies. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's so good. In recent years, they've made it a lot more solo friendly and a lot faster. So if you are for some reason wanting to play Final Fantasy XI in 2022, it's way easier to jump in and actually go through and play the game by yourself. Because one of yeah. the major drawbacks huh, was also kind of a plus back in the day because it was very heavy focused on the party composition. Uh, the combat actually utilized skill chains from each other. So like you would use a weapon skill and it would be dependent on the thief in your party to know which skill comboed with that. So that it really focused on communication and teamwork. And it was really, really fun for that era of MMO. But nowadays with the population dwindling and just you know being harder to find a party, they needed to do something, but they have kind of addressed that so we can do pretty much everything with NPCs. So it's a weird one. <laughs> Final Fantasy XI is definitely a weird Final Fantasy, and they definitely tried some very interesting things. And it laid the groundwork for fourteen, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I, I know a lot of people like to exclude the MMOs, but Final Fantasy XI I think is too good not to at least mention uh, as being... A really strong title in the series. And if it's something you haven't played, I do wish it was free now. Uh, but it's still successful enough. They're still charging people money to play it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think their 20th anniversary is coming up in a year or two. So, And so there, there is an alternate universe where we did this tournament where we left out the MMOs and we left out 7 Remake, but we included 10-2, 13-2, and, and Lightning Returns. And... Uh, I floated that idea to Wolfkins and Soloists and uh, they shot it down and, and I totally understand why. Um, and and I shut down, shot it down sounds harsh. They suggested this way and I think uh, that was the better way to go. <laughs> so that alternate universe exists and uh, Lightning Returns probably ran away with it. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> uh, so I think Soloists, we're going to let you take this one, but I want to let Richard chime in with any thoughts first. My thought is pretty concise. I would have to say I prefer 10 more because you don't have to pay a monthly subscription fee to play it. (laughs) Fair enough. Totally fair. (laughs) Okay, does it change your mind if there are somewhat less than legal free servers out there? (laughs) Oh. I mean, Uh, I'd be open to giving it a try. I've just never played it. But I've also played 10, so I'm I'm a little biased on that one. Um... I'll start off by saying earlier you said that Final Fantasy XI was the first multi-platform Final Fantasy game when Final the original Final Fantasy came out on the Famicom, MX, no, 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 no. MSX2, and okay. Wonderswan Color, no, what, and PlayStation 2. You're not listening. What I, what I meant was you could all play together. Like, the PS2 was playing on the same <laughs> servers as the... I mean, that was... Oh. I mean, that's a huge technological, a technological leap. I mean, Fair we don't enough. even have cross... Gen Fair games enough. today, although that's mainly red tape. 
but enough. that okay. I think was was huge. That was just one of its big selling points too. You've obviously never passed control with anybody. But anyway, <laughs> I'm voting for Final Fantasy X. I would honestly probably You're still vote on for the Final same Fantasy. system. <laughs> I'd probably honestly vote for Final <laughs> Fantasy XI if uh, it like worked properly. Now it's so hard to get into that game because the account system is still set up like it's 2000 whatever, <laughs> and it's it's so yeah. clunky. But they never I mean, moved off play online. That they do need to update that for sure. I, I think this is bad placement for 11 because it's hard to go up against 10. I've got my yeah. problems with 10. I think 10 suffers from a similar, not as bad, but similar things as 13 does where it's kind of a corridor most of the game. So the explorer in you doesn't really get to call to that, but at least in 10, you're moving through different looking areas mm -hmm. and getting a world being built. So it's passable in 10, but you know, it doesn't have my favorite story in the series, but 10 definitely has the best presented story in the series. The way the story is presented, awkward voice acting aside, is just, it's presented, things are revealed when they should be, twists happen when they should, music cues are great. 10 is just a very good package of a game to play. Um, and the systems are interesting, so... Yeah, and someday, someday I will get past the Seymour fight on the top of the mountain. Oh my gosh, that got me my first time. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I, I got derailed there on my most recent far playthrough. Uh, but Final Fantasy X is then going to take this one. Uh, yep. we're, we are uh, chugging along at these matchups. That is one half of the first round matchup. So I think this is a good place for us to take just a quick break if we night if you're listening, you need to step away for a bit. It's a good time for that. And we'll come back in just a second and pick back up at the other side of the bracket. Hey everyone, so that's actually gonna wrap up our Sweet 16 Part 1. Part 2 of our opening round is gonna be coming to you in just two days. So stick around for that, or click it right now. I don't know when you're listening to this. 